Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everybody, hey there! Uh, welcome to another episode of the Dangerous Dinners podcast. As always, I am your host, your navigator, your uh, your pilot through the adventures of bad food. We bring a celebrity guest over to my house. We've seen a giant roulette wheel of the worst-rated food in the local area, wherever it lands on. We gotta eat. You know how it rolls. And sorry about last week. To be fair. Fair game. I did warn you that I might not be doing an episode because on the old holidays. And I didn't because I was lazy and I was drinking wine and eating seafood. So, can't be doing podcasts when you're doing that all, mate, can you? You can't at all. Uh, but anyway, we're back. Season one. This is still season one. I'm not doing a whole series. Just got a week off. I think I am. Uh, this is episode number 18. Today's guest, Diana Vickers from X Factor fame, from TV fame, from Phil fame. Uh, just everyone knows who Diana Vickers is. Yeah, she's on the episode today. Um, by the way, there's a few bits of admin I need to do right now. Let me go to my admin notes. Note one, we've had a message from Hope. Thanks, Hope. Listens to the podcast every single week. Saying, Tom, uh, a few weeks ago, you said no one in the UK has a garbage disposal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was with Lisa Del Campo. Um, Hope saying she's had a garbage disposal her whole life in her family house. Got a few of them, actually. Few people with the old garbage disposals. Think you're lying. Be honest, I think you are liars, Hope. You included. Um, so, anyway, episode number 18 this week with Diana Vickers. There's a f- lot of technical issues in this podcast that I've tried to edit out. I don't know if you'll notice, but if we make lots of jokes about technical issues, that's because before this thing was edited, it sounded like pure crap. It's falling apart. We had to redo the whole thing. I was sweating. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I think we've got it to work. It's all good. So anyway, less of that. Should we crack on episode number 18, this time with Diana Vickers. The Dangerous Dinners Podcast with your host, Tom Green. One celebrity guest, one spin of the roulette wheel, and a tour of the best and worst takeaways, which are delivering to us tonight. What will it land on? We let fate decide. Up for grabs today, we have the poorly reviewed Kansas Fried Chicken, everybody's favorite, Lahore Karahi, and if it all goes wrong, Pizza Palace. But before we do that, it's time to meet our celebrity guest. They're famous, they're funny, and they just arrived downstairs. It's time to bring them up. Please welcome... It's Diana Vickers! <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I'm okay. We had some technical issues, didn't we? But oh. we're, we're, we're here. Oh, God. <laughs> that has been... I, I, I don't want to say... I don't want to slag you off, but Dana, that's the <laughs> worst start to a podcast I've ever oh, had. I feel awful. It's all because I'm living in caveman times <laughs> with my laptop. It, I just need to really invest in a better one. I didn't, we, have, I didn't have Chrome, no. guys. 
I don't know who asked that. We've had <laughs> we've had guests move the podcast last minute. We've had guests oh. turn up late, but we've never had someone using a laptop from 1997. <laughs> Well, here we go. I live to tell the tale. Uh, I was, I, is it okay? Because like, it was so stressful that I opened myself a G&T <laughs> and pour it. Like, literally, I'm going to open the can now. Yeah, do it. I want to hear this. Did you hear that? I did. A little can G&T. Oh, yeah. Cheeky. It was Hold in the on. fridge. Let me see if I can play you. Where this, the, here you go. Hold on. So, I'm saying I'm using headphones. <laughs> this is you about two minutes ago. Phones, I'm like, request camera, and then it's saying we potentially are not using Chrome. And I don't think I have Chrome. For God's sake! Who doesn't have Chrome? I never heard of this Chrome. No, now I see the Chrome thing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I get Chrome now. Oh, I'm just not really, you know, I'm not really one for technology. Yeah, I get that. And what's actually quite nice to me is for over the last sort of few months, the podcast has got bigger and bigger and we've started filming it and doing a load of social media. But this is back to I can't see you. (laughs) You're in your house, which I quite like because it means I can slouch and I can drink. It's a bit more fun. You can pit your nose. You can do what you want, babe. (laughs) It's crazy. Oh, good. Get it all out. Get it. Let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. Why not? Um, Well... Um, Danovic is welcome to the Dangerous Dinners podcast. How's your day been? How are you? Good. I'm really good. I had a good day. You know what? The sun's been shining. I've been doing a little bit of work on my old iPhone. And, yeah. And then I was sunbathing, had a nice brunch, went to some vintage shops. Nice. And, you know, and now I'm here talking to you. Um, and having a nice gin and tonic. That seems like a very Dynavica's day after I've, I've really mm. stalked your social media today. And it all no, it seems to do, and this isn't to be offensive because I'm jealous, is you do a lot of drinking and eating and being at Soho House. <laughs> Right? Oh my God, that is banging the money. Actually, someone actually asked me, was like, do you actually live at Shoreditch House? Like, I'm like, no, guys, I'm just a member and I enjoy myself. I like to have a good time. What do I say? I work hard and I work hard and I play hard. Amen. You know? Yeah, a- amen. Um, for people that um, don't know, Shoreditch House is a oh. private members club in London, I guess is how you would describe it. Yeah, I actually cannot believe that, like, we're picking that up because everyone takes the mick out of me for it. I just like it. It's not. It's really not far from my home and I go and I have fun and all my friends are there. It's like uni. Yeah, but, it is. But it really is, isn't it? It's yeah. like, and, you know, I get, you know, nice little pool. <laughs> I've got my discount, my half-price discount until I turn 30. 31. Yeah. So I'm really just, you know, using that, utilising that one. And without travelling up our own assholes into a media wanky world, which I probably think we've already done. Oh, I it's know. quite funny because there's a lot of, like, meme accounts about Sir House. There's, like, Sir House dogs and, like, Sir yeah. House memes. <laughs> and every time I see it, it's, Dynavik has liked this and commented on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god stop it i know i'm like oh i love it i love it i'm a fangirl i probably need to get a lie hey it's a nice spot man it's lovely the drinks are good the pool's nice it's good yeah, I, you know i go to the gym i have a little cheeky sauna yeah. you know i go that i take my laptop and i do some writing but then i get distracted and probably order a gnt you know that's my day <laughs> <laughs> is it would you say it's your favorite spot in london would you say that's your favorite daytime drinking 
place. Yeah, like I love to go to like Shoreditch. I, I, I do like a hop, like I hop around the houses. Sure. So I might, you know, start off at Shoreditch one, then I go to like Greek Street, mm. and then, you know, then maybe like Dean Street, <laughs> and then oh, sometimes you end up, you know, at White City House. <laughs> um, who knows if you've been crazy. If it's gone go really to... wrong, you might find yourself in Babington, but you've travelled a oh, long way to get there. Oh, yeah, you've gone, yeah. That's normally like Glastonbury territory, <laughs> isn't it? Like, oh, um, yeah, but I do like it, you know. Um, I get told off quite a bit, but... The rules are quite strict. No photos. You've got know, to be quite no well behaved. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you do. But I love it. They're all really, really lovely there. Um, and, and yeah, I do like it. Okay. It's like a Soho House advert, this, isn't this it? Oh, God, do you think we'll I get free it's... membership? Probably not. Oh, no. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> if that's your daytime drinking location, what's, mm. your, what's your daytime drink there? What's your order? Oh, what do I like? You know what? I'm a really big fan of a Bloody Mary. Wow, okay. I really do love Bloody Marys. Um, I go a bit crazy on them. Yeah. And then, you know, the the Prosecco comes out and then the Lady A comes out. Mm. Before you know it, you're doing um, the martinis, you know, like dirty olives. I love a dirty, dirty martini. martini. Good drink. Good drink, Great man. Great drink. And like the dirty, the better. Do you love a dirty martini? Yeah, I, when I'm, my girlfriend, Em, who, when I went on my first date with her, like I didn't know her as obviously it was our first date. I didn't know her like I do now. And I ordered yeah. those dirty martinis because I was drinking a Oof. lot of them at that point in my life. I was just drinking a lot at my life at that point. Anyway, yeah, but I, yeah. ordered, I ordered two of them. Little did I know, she's probably the most girly girl ever. Worst <laughs> order I could have possibly ordered. It's like a pickle juice vodka, isn't it? Oh, it is. Although there is something called that's like, it, it, it's called like a pickle back. A pickle the shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, they're so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's I love them though. But God, you wanted to get a drunk, didn't you? But yeah. I'm giving one of them. It's just pure alcohol. Yeah. I, I see. I see your game. Yeah, we had quite a few, and then I we went for dinner at um oh, what's it the the restaurant down the road in the Ace Hotel. What's in it called? In the Ace Hotel. Uh, Hoi Polloi. I then went. I took it for dinner in Hoi Polloi in Shoreditch. Is that the Mexican? No, it's no. like a... Sound I don't really know what it is. It's just like a classic good restaurant in the Ace Hotel in London. Gosh, I haven't been there and that's my domain, that area. It's your that's neck sort of the of woods. Like e- Ebor Street, Shoreditch High Street. That's, yeah. just, that's all me, that. <laughs> Bit of Box <laughs> Park. But, you know, a cane, a box park. But, yeah, sometimes I like <laughs> to get a frozen yoghurt. I went there today for a frozen yoghurt, yeah. Yeah, good. So right. you've listened to the podcast. You know about how it rolls, right? Yes, I do. I do. Um, so I've written you an introduction. Would you like to hear it? Oh, I would love to. Go on. Okay. She's an actor, a musician and a writer. Her name feels like it's been with me my whole life. Her first album went number one in the UK top 40. She's held down shows in the West End of London. She's had her own fashion line. And she's our first guest on the show whose knee has been compared to Boris Johnson. It's Diana Vickers. Oh, I really like that. Mm. I like to go around everywhere with me and just announce me to every dinner party. It leaves you with a sense of accomplishment, an introduction like that, I think. Yeah, especially the Boris Johnson knee situation. That's my favourite bit. Well, we need to crack on. I've got a giant wheel behind me of um, the worst and best rated restaurants in your area. However, 
you did text me earlier with a request. Um, yes, I did. Vegetarian only. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that a problemo? No, it's not, actually. It's not, because I, I've had a look, <laughs> and there's a lot of good restaurants around you. There's a lot of right. nice vegetarian and vegan places. So yeah. this has been your whole life vegetarian, or are you a modern sort of 21st century vegetarian? Um, 21st century, you know, I did that whole... I used to love meat, and then, you know, I got a vegan boyfriend for a bit, and yeah. then... And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this. And then, you know, that went down the pan. Um, so I didn't stay vegan. I just was like, you know, I just like being veggie. I do have some fish. I like fish. Um, but, yeah, no meat. Watch too many of these things that scare me to death. Yeah, like cowspiracy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just feel awful, you know. But, um yeah. What is your favourite vegetarian restaurant in London? Have you got a go-to? I'm trying to think what's a really good one. Oh, there's a really good pizza place called Picky Wops. Okay. They do really, really good vegan pizza. And um, like yard sale pizza, do really good vegan pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. So Picky really picky Wops. Picky picky Wops. Okay, well, picky picky wops. wops. Okay, fine. It I sounds like one of those rappers that's too cool for me. Oh, yeah. It does. It doesn't, doesn't it? it? Picky Wop Wops. A little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I tell you what I love. I love Japanese food and a lot of Japanese food do like good vegan options. So I love yeah. like pumpkin katsu curries Ooh. and like lots of, oh, I love it. And Thai food do really good vegan options. Mm, yeah. When was the last well, time you ate meat? Have you got a sort of residing memory of that last bacon sandwich or something? Yeah, so I actually, my last time I ate meat was when I was in the, uh, was when I was in Italy. Right. In the Amalfi Coast. And oh. I went with my sister. Oh, yeah, delightful, dreamy. And um, I, I love spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. I just love it. And I had my last, last spag ball with loads of cheese on. And I was like, that's me done. And I think that was about seven years ago. Oh, why? Six, so you've been, this a, you've been at this a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was always a bit funny about me anyway. Like I was one of those weird people that I'd like, like a bacon sandwich, but I'd like cut the fat off. Yeah. And just be like, and just get a bit picky, you know? Yeah, this ex-boyfriend potentially ruined your eating life. <laughs> you know that, right? He's ruined my eating slash life. No. <laughs> right, behind me is this wheel. So I'm going to give it a spin and we're going to find out what you're having tonight, all right? Yay! Okay, do you want to count me in, Vickers? Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> It's curry. Curry! Oh my God, I love a curry. I mean, it's very hot for a curry, but... Oh yeah, it's a bit sweaty in London for a cousin tonight. Oh, it's a real sweaty one, but um, you know, that's good. Okay, so it. this is a curry um, near your area on Roman Road, which is near where I used to live. Oh, really? Yeah, it's near, oh, okay. It's called... Um, I'm not going to give you the full name, but it's called Spice and Nice, which sounds lovely. Okay, spicy. Well, yeah, sounds very nice. Uh, you said it in the name. Right, here you go. So this is what you could have on the vegetarian list. You could have a um, a okra curry, an aubergine and mustard seed curry, cauliflower Ooh. bhaji, sagaloo, which is lovely. Um, what do you fancy? Um, the over, is it? I never know whether it was aubergine or aubergine. Aubergine. Aubergine, that yeah. That sounds a bit- 
Okay, all done. I'm going to get you an aubergine. Here you go. Going to get you one of those. I think he's an aubergine bargy. And I'm going to get you a vegetable curry. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, there you go. That That sounds decent. Um, I'm going to get... Do you want some rice? Go on, get some rice. I'm going to get you some coconut rice. This coconut rice is just Oh, lovely. yeah, that is the best, isn't it? Oh, Boom. I'm excited. £13. Diana, dinner is on me tonight. Oh, thanks, doll. My I'm abs- a cheap date, though, to be fair, aren't I? Boom, food's gone through. Yay! Oh. I like to hear. Oh, I love a takeaway. Right, then. Well, here we go. It? I've got until the food turns up to really get to know you. Um, Diana, a lot of people know you from the X Factor, but before then, born and bred in Blackburn, down the road from me. Yeah, so literally neighbours, aren't we? It's really not far. No, probably what twenty minutes, Preston to Blackburn, I reckon. Yeah, because you go like sort of like to um, Mellor, isn't it? Because I was always like Mellor Brook. You know Mellor Brook, yeah, don't of course. you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, what is that? Wait, what's the place? Stanley House, is it? Yes, which is a lovely yeah. hotel and spa. Oh, oh, it's very swanky. It is very lovely. Do you lots of nice weddings? Yeah, so we're super close. And how did you find growing up in the northwest? How was how was your childhood for you? Is it fond memories? Because you live in London now, so you've sort of moved away from there, but I guess because of work. Yeah, I loved growing up north, um, growing up up to north. Um, it was just really good fun. Like, I had like, really amazing friends. I got to go and ride my bike. You know, yeah. when I was younger, I was never inside. I wasn't on a laptop or anything. I was just, like, riding around and having laughs and yeah. I mean obviously there's not a lot to do so sometimes you know we used to hang out in a park bench or whatever or outside the chippy sure you know that's what you, what you kind of did but yeah it was good it grounded me good strong northern women and absolutely yeah I always yeah. think you can tell a lot about someone based on their parents and what their parents did and yeah. what was it like in their home so what did mum and dad Vickers do so my dad was a financial advisor um and yeah he worked really really hard like you know he was just wonderful he worked really really hard during the week but then he loved a good time he loved to go on our holidays we used to always go away to Mallorca in the Lake District and yeah and used to spoil us rotten and then my mum worked at M&S she was a manager at M&S and we used to yeah in Blackburn we used to go down and go and see you and pop in and we used to my sister used to feel like we owned M&S because everyone knew (laughs) us um and yeah we went to me and my sister went to an all-girls school, a private all-girls school. I was going to say, you sound like that's quite a middle-class, well-off, almost, childhood, I guess. It doesn't sound like with a dad as a financial advisor and your mum working, you weren't struggling for money. Yeah, no, like my dad worked really, really hard, but, you know, my dad did come from working class. Yeah. And he just, he worked really, really hard and so did my mum. And then he wanted to... I, I guess just give me and my sister like a really great education and totally. and we were just really lucky in that sense yeah but we were all so bloody northern at the same time <laughs> you know yeah totally um, but fantastically wonderfully northern <laughs> and how did you find going to an all girls school what was that like Is are those fond memories of that you know what I was I, I really really loved it the only thing that I would say a real positive is that I'm really glad because it didn't make me boy mad when I was at school because I feel like I would have got really, really distracted. Um, however, comes with it, you know, a bit of like bitchiness and maybe a little bit of bullying and comparison with girls. And 
the only thing that I feel that it's had an effect on is when I started getting into the music industry. And um, obviously when I was 16, I had to be around, you know, businessmen and had to speak my mind and, and, and have my own voice and my own point of view. And I wasn't really used to speaking around men. Yeah. And so I found it quite daunting. So I would get quite uncomfortable. Okay, that's um, Yeah, so that was the oh, that's the only thing that I found quite difficult. Or whenever I saw a boy, I'd just like fall in love with them. I'd be like, oh my God, there's a boy. I'm obsessed with them. Fine. <laughs> so so there was, like, was there male yeah. teachers or was there no male teachers? There was and obviously just was in love with every single one. <laughs> I just used, I used to go just bright red every time he'd ask me a question. I'd be like, oh my God, he's speaking to me. That's interesting. Um, it, yeah, it was funny. But literally since I was about like four years old, we just like, didn't mingle with the boys. Yeah. So a bit strange, really. Now, here's a question. Question. and me and yeah. my girlfriend have this chat quite a lot because i my girlfriend went to private school but i didn't right so i went to mm-hmm. broughton high school in preston she's a broughton very you know what right very good school i am not here going i came from the gutter my dad owned an electrical company and my mum worked for my dad right i've had a very privileged upbringing yeah but i went to a comprehensive school in, in preston right and my girlfriend to a private school and we always mm. have the chat about where we'd send our kids Mm-hmm. Would you send your kids to private school, do you think? Okay, so I don't really... I mean, I think it depends. You can get some really amazing schools where you don't have to pay. Yeah. Although having my education really helped me, and I think it was a really, really wonderful... I think it was a really wonderful thing for me. So I think I would try to give them the same experience. Yeah, I get that. But I don't really know because sometimes you can go to really amazing areas and they've got really fantastic schools and you don't need to pay. Totally. I think that's the thing. I think it's all based on your area. If you find yourself in an area with not great schools because of overcrowding or whatever and you have the opportunity mm. to send your mm. kids to private school then that's a, that's an understandable choice if you mm. go into having kids go my kids will only go to private school i think yeah. that's a worry as to why you think you need to separate yourself from other people do you know what i mean exactly a hundred percent and it also depends obviously some like parents that send their kids to a private school when they're younger but obviously you see how they're getting on in in, in terms of their if they're struggling or not and Sometimes yeah. you think, you know, maybe they need a little bit more patience or a bit more, they need to be attentiveness. Like yeah. maybe you have a little bit more help. Mm. And so sometimes you make a decision determining on where they're at and when they're a bit more like developed and older. Yeah. So it was it, but you know what? If, if my husband, whoever he's going to be, he's got, he's a millionaire, he wants to splash the cash, then it's just no question, you know? <laughs> You know, send them to boarding school. Get, send, you know, them, get, send them off. Get, get them gone. <laughs> I I'm gonna get, I've got to get Shoreditch house space. I've got time to be picking them up from school. <laughs> All the kids making the noise. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> it's crazy because I don't know anyone that went to boarding school. But imagine that as a parent at 10 mm. going, I'm going to shit my kids off for three months and not see I them. Know. I think that sounds a bit like heaven. Get rid of them. It, it really does. Get them gone. Like, I know. But the thing is, I do see the positives in that. A part of yeah. me would feel like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. But I do know, I do have some friends that are from boarding school. And I tell you what, I always just think they're just, they're, their confidence is fascinating. Really? It's, yeah. They're just, I just feel like they, they're just really wonderfully confident because they've just had to sort of like stand on their own two feet quite young and sort of immerse themselves into 
situations and be very independent from a young age and it's pretty remarkable should we talk about the big x oh go on let's talk about the big x and not the vegan x (laughs) no not the vegan x X. (laughs) and i'm sorry to bring this up because it is it is a long time ago but then equally sorry i know but it's part of me yeah and well yeah exactly and i don't know how you feel about it yet i don't know whether you're embarrassed by it because you certainly shouldn't be and it's one of those things that was a long time ago but equally you were on that show in Mm. absolute peak x factor time in a way that the career you had straight off that show it hasn't happened for a long time on reality tv like if you were on there you went off and did your own thing afterwards and it was Mm. amazing because you were on in 2008 right yeah 2008 well yeah you're so right it was just so new and fresh and exciting then and obviously we were all obsessed with saturday night television we didn't have netflix or amazon or any of these you know sort of like other platforms so people used to gather around and actually invest in people and contestants and you know some like friends that I know that are always like, you know, at uni, we used to like watch you all before we went out and got pissed and we'd have X Factor parties. It was all eyes, millions of people used to watch and it it felt like a really big deal at the time. And what was the decision that led to you going on that show? Because you were what, 16? Yeah, I was 16. You know what? I was, I was at school and I think I was doing my AS levels and I just was kind of just a bit like, or I was just getting a bit um, really restless, I think. I was just, I, I think I was just becoming a bit restless in my situation and I just like had this need to feel like I was like bigger than I just needed to escape or something um, and, and getting a bit like claustrophobic. And I think my friend was... My friend was like, you should go in the X Factor. And she down, she printed off the form and was like, you need to sign this. And I was like, yeah, right, why not? And I did it. And then next thing I knew, I was like doing that when you have to queue up in a big queue at the Manchester Football Stadium. And yeah, I was yeah, singing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then before I knew it, I was like, right, I'm in front of Simon Cowell and here I am. And Diana, for yeah. the first time in Dangerous Dinner's history, Mm-mm. the restaurant has rejected our order. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. No. Why are they rejecting us? What is with this recording tonight, man? It's like the universe. Like, it's like, absolutely not. Oh, God. I found you another um, Indian restaurant down the road, and I'm going to get you a... Seasoned mixed vegetable main dish. I'm going to get you one of these. Right. I've, oh, I've got. Don't worry. I've got you a curry. So it's all. I've got you another. Great. Curry. As long as I get my curry, I'm happy. God, this has never happened before. I, honestly, I don't know what is going on. It's like everyone's rejecting us. Yeah, we had Chrome reject us. We yeah. had the restaurant reject us. Can I also say that whilst I was in such a massive like tiz? Yeah. I. I, I like flung one of my AirPods out my ear and I swear to God, for like the past 40 minutes, I've been looking all over for it. So I'm doing it on one AirPod as well. Have you found it? No. Do you want to have a look? No, oh, babe, I've been doing it this whole, I've been literally every time I'll do something, I'll like lift up my flip flop. I'm like, not there. Hilarious. <laughs> so your friend printed it off, you filled it all in and then next yeah. thing you know, you're in front of Simon Cowell performing. Yeah. Did you know at that time it was going to change your life or was this just... I think I want to be in entertainment, so let's give this a go. 
yeah I just, I just did I felt like I, I I always knew that I was going to perform and that was going to happen so when it was happening I was like okay this kind of makes sense but I also had this approach to it that I wasn't like because um, I was so young and hadn't been hard done by or beaten down by the industry or I was all very like fresh and wide-eyed and puppy-tailed like okay I'll just see what happens and have fun with it and and you know and and have a good time but i yeah but i was very much like oh this feels like this is meant to be happening sort of thing so by the time it comes on tv where Mm. in the stage are you at because you must have gone through a few things at that point by the time you sit down on saturday night and it goes live yeah so yeah so i think that i'd like been in front of like three different producers before you even meet like Simon Cowell and go in front of that panel. Yeah. So I'd done all that and then I'd been in front of the panel and I think I'd been to judges' houses. Wow. And then I remember like sort of getting back from judges' houses and being on an aeroplane and being sat by myself. And I actually did have that moment. It, I remember it so clearly of going, oh my God, I don't think anything's ever going to be the same ever again. Yeah. And that's when I sort of knew and yeah, and I think that's where I was at. And then I was still at school, so I had to like sort of go back to school and go to assembly. And I remember like my headmistress announcing one day that I had to leave early because I was now going on ITV. Wow. And that was that. See ya. So that's sort of cool. So when it when you actually watch it on TV, when you when you first when it starts to be aired, you already know you're quite a long way through the competition at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew. Yeah, when it was being aired, you, I, I knew that I was going to be on the live shows. Yeah, fine. Yeah. And then you were mentored by Cheryl. Yes, Cheryl. So all, yeah, yeah. And um, how was all that? Like, what was it like at that point? Was it very production heavy? Like, were you sort of told the songs? Or did you like when you say mentor? Did you text each other with yeah, Cheryl, or was it not really like that? No, yeah, it really was. I think she was really wonderful, and she wanted to really take care of us, and she got us girls, and I think that was like a really great choice. Yeah, I think she gave us like she get. I actually remember she gave us some phones, so we would like message her, and I remember we went around to her house and we had some dinners with her nice. and she was super hands-on and she'd like come to rehearsals and and i remember being very much not ever forced into singing something i didn't want to sing i remember once something like getting suggested to me and i was like i really don't want to do that and no one made me do anything i didn't really want to do they maybe good. sort of push me like maybe you should i always kind of felt felt did what i felt comfortable so you didn't get the whole side of this big machine of which you were just a piece of meat getting pushed through it felt a lot more positive for you i felt like my i, I think i was just, to be honest i think i was just really young and um i was just sort of it, I, I wasn't thinking of it in such like a heavy way. Yeah, I get that. I think my attitude towards it was quite light at that stage in my, you know, because I was just so young and I think I was just like really happy to be there. And I was a young girl from Blackburn who was 16 years old. Even though it kind of made sense I was there, I couldn't also believe my luck at the same time. Yeah. Um, And I think that my mom and, you know, my mom and dad were very much like hands on, like coming down every weekend and, you know, being there for me. And fame was different then, wasn't it? Because I guess this was before for Twitter and Instagram mm. and you didn't have that troll was trolling a thing then yeah I didn't really have to I think I got actually a lot of stick from the press I remember that quite upsetting me I remember getting like 
um, you know, being on the front page of the paper one day and me at a party and people trying to make me like, oh, you know, not very sweet and sort right. of, and that was upsetting. I remember the the media did come for me quite a bit at that stage and it just being like, oh, there's another picture of me then pulling me apart again. Fair enough. That's so awful to go after a 16-year-old girl like that. Yeah, I felt at the time, I felt a bit upset about it. But also, the upside of it is I had so many wonderful articles written about me, but people really loved my fashion and people were really getting um, obsessed with the fact that I had this back comb hair yes. that came in at that time, which now looks absolutely mental, by the way. <laughs> don't know what I was thinking. Don't know what everyone else was all thinking doing it. Um, but yeah, so with, with, the good, with the bad does come the good and, you know, know vice versa so yeah being catapulted to fame at 16 17 was that good was that a rough ride or was that you weren't really thinking about it and it all just sort of happened it's so strange because in one yeah i think at the time i was like in you know i was enjoying myself and it was all quite fun but I think at the same time, looking back, you know, I didn't get like a real chance to sort of like grow up and make mistakes behind closed doors. Like I look back now and thinking, what was I wearing then? Or, oh God, if I was in that meeting now, I would have spoken up and I would have said something and I would have, I I don't know. And, or, and because I would have understood myself better. I think sometimes the trouble of being in the public eye when you're really young is you look back and think, God, I didn't really know. I hadn't really become a grown-up then and all like know myself that well but at the same time it was fun and you know i'm living in london now and had really amazing wonderful times yeah it's so crazy that's such a good point like if i was held to the opinions that i had 10 yeah. years ago i'd be like that's not who i am i'm a completely different person if i was held to opinions i had two years ago i would yeah. be a completely different person exactly or i didn't like know the etiquette like now looking back i would have I, you just you just your social skills aren't as good and you you're not as confident or you don't i, I don't know i didn't like you, i just i didn't i wasn't like london savvy either yeah. i didn't really understand things and like you know my mum and dad were financial advisor and you know worked to MS and and you don't really get told these things and and how the industry works or whatever so i think that i was so in that respect i wasn't like it, i was probably it was probably a bit daunting for me i wasn't from i wasn't like from a musical family or a showbiz family yeah and i feel like know? that puts people in a good standing like you especially in the industry that we're both in now you do look around and there's a lot of famous actors and Mm. singers and even people behind the scenes their kids populate the industry because they've grown up in the industry and i feel the exact same i was completely out of my depth like i come from presto and my dad's an electrician i've not been Mm. going to celebrity parties since i was five years old i'm just doing my best to do a job that i love exactly and it's i speak about this with my friends quite a lot like also that have come you know from you know our northern working class middle class like you know backgrounds yeah. and I, I and i do say this like, like in one respect you think oh god you know if i would have known that what i know now if i would have you know you look at all these celeb kids think god they've got it's so much easier for them because they've already got a foot in the door when they're born and yeah. and then and their families just know exactly what to do with them their parents because they're just in there so they're almost like destined for success but it's also really amazing and that there's nothing wrong with that at all and in a way i'm like i'm totally totally envious of that yeah um but in one respect i always feel but isn't it wonderful like that we've been able to come from a small town in the north and we've been able to 
map our way through this and graft and get to where we are. And even though it hasn't been as easy and we've had to learn and it's been harder, like it's also really, um, it feels like a, a good accomplishment. Well done, <clears throat> us. Uh, well done. God, aren't, aren't we good? I think aren't we bloody we are. good? Yeah, we are. And at this point, I'd like to introduce you to the food section of the podcast. introduced this in because we were getting a lot of feedback from listeners that we weren't talking about food enough so right. we've got a whole section here because about food are you ready oh great yeah i love food um so the questions are the same every single week you've committed an awful crime and you've been given the death penalty you've got one final meal before death starter main and dessert what is it you're having stop it i ask this question like all the time to people I, it's like my date question when things are getting a bit awkward I love but i still don't really know the answers to mine so, okay starters i really love these things called uh piadinas they're italian and like it's like a really sort of like fluffy bread and you stuff it with just like really fresh Mediterranean vegetables with loads of garlic and I really love them. Piadinas. Uh, Piadinas. Or okay. maybe I'd just go with a camembert with those garlic in and, and a big fat baguette. Oh, that's, um, a good, that's a good starter that. right there. I do like it. I just love cheese. And then for a maid, I, everyone knows I love noodles. Right. Love noodles. Um, so I'd probably get like a... Um, I love this tonkotsu ramen. It's like a, like a ramen with like a nice egg in, with loads of chili and pickles. And, wow! And, and I, I would, but I would, I wouldn't go veggie. I would go proper like meat. I get like minced meat in there. Um, Is that from anywhere I, specifically? Have you got that in a restaurant where you would go for that? This this place called Tonkotsu, and it's just it's so good. It's my favorite. It's like it's called Soya, the Soya ramen. Right. Um, or I would go for my mum's roast chicken dinner. Oh, a few people have said this. Yeah, just, you know, I'd go back, you know, mashed potatoes, gravy, all that. A bit of comfort before the old death penalty. Oh, oh yeah, why not? Yeah. To be fair, I'll probably be crapping myself. I won't be able to eat anything. <laughs> but uh, And then for dessert, um, a Nutella pancake. Wow, strong. Yeah, they remind me of like holidays of going away to Mallorca and Ibiza and getting a Nutella pancake on the strip and yeah. That's a really nice final meal. Also, and this is a compliment, quite a simple final meal. There's nothing fancy about that. That's just straight down the middle. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm like, oh no, it's like really basic. But I was, I'm like, it just makes me, it's comforting, isn't it? Yeah. I'd get fancy wine though. I'd get like really fancy wine. My favourite wine is like Pellini Montlachet and I've been to the vineyard in France have. and for my birthday um, and I would get like, lo- I'd just get plastered and then I'd be on the old vodka shots and then... Hold you know. on, talk Pellini Montlachet. Pellini Montlachet. Wow, I can't okay. pronounce it. And is that, that's the vineyard? Yeah, it, yeah, in Montrachet. Okay, and is it a yeah. red wine? Is it a white wine? Is it they a rosé? Do, they do red, but it's the it's a white and it's really oaked. So okay. it's really like oaked and buttery and just, mm. I love that sort of wine. Mm. Oak barrels. Quite heavy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Quite heavy, but long. I like it. I do like my wine, and that sort of wine you're describing there is, is not very fashionable these days. It's quite hard to find an oaky white wine. Yeah, I love that. Like, I really like a Chardonnay. I think yeah. they really went out, and everyone was all about the Sauvignon Monk, but it's all it's all very sweet for me. Yeah. You should try this really great wine called Bread and Butter. Okay. And it's really, like, oaky and... Um, it's like, it's like quite a darker white wine and really buttery, but it's quite cheap. So, <laughs> so it's ideal. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't be always spending a bloody Montrachet. You really you, you know? really convinced me you were quite into your wine then. And it was like, this could be a review in The Guardian. And you ended it with, <laughs> and it's cheap, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. You know, I love a nice bargain. And it's, it's important. Good, but it, ta- it tastes good. You know, it tastes, it tastes spenny. That's the main thing. I like a Pinot Noir is my go-to. A Ooh, red wine, yes. Pinot Noir, nice and light. Mm, yeah, lovely. Are you into like um, ch- having chilled reds? I don't mind a chill red. I think these days it's a lot more common not to, to not to keep it out. I think you should serve red wine. I think it's at 17 degrees, which is a little mm, bit cooler right. than your sort of average room temperature. So yeah, I don't yeah. mind cooling it down a little bit, especially with like a Pinot Noir, which is quite a light. I quite like it because it's mm. quite a light wine. So yes, it's very it drinkable, it's not heavy. So you yeah. can serve that chilled and that's fine. I don't like things too heavy. Do you know, everyone's um, talking about that um, 19 crimes at the moment. Yes. Again, very cheap, very, you know, but it's a nice, it's a nice wine. God, we sound it like wankers, Vickers. Oh, we've we've gone up do. our arse again. I know. Hey, oh, for God's it's sake, fine. we need to calm down. It's fine. We've, we've both done all right for ourselves. <laughs> no, we're but we're saying it. We're like, we, it's cheap. If you like, you know, we're not saying buy a bloody bottle of 60 pound wine. We're saying exactly. 19 crimes is all right. Um, so we'll just keep up our asses for one more question, mm-hmm. which is favourite restaurant in the world? In the world? Yeah. Where would you go? What's your <gasps> What's your favourite spot? It can be in London. This is the city we live in, but it doesn't have to be. Oh, God, I find this is really hard. I, I tell you what's a really gorgeous restaurant, the River Cafe in okay. London, which I really, really love it there. Um I'm trying to think in the world. It doesn't have to. I just, like, I, the only reason I say the world is because oh. if you go, there's my favourite restaurant in Italy, I'll let you have it. But a lot <gasps> of people go with London. I tell you what, I, if, I, I really love the River Cafe. But yeah. that's, you know, it's all very, like, it, it's really, really beautiful. But that's a big night. That's a big night out if you want to get the wallet out. There's a really gorgeous uh, Italian in on Broadway Market okay. called Camp- Campania. I love it. I think it's more that like, the food's really lovely, but it's just like the ambiance. It's like this like old little house, and it feels like you're in Italy somewhere, and you sit outside, and just really, I, I just the whole atmosphere and the vibe there, I just adore. The River Cafe, I've just Googled, by the way, because I hadn't heard about it, and I think... It's I'm really good. Down. Lovely. It's, it's beautiful. Like, whenever there's anyone that comes to London, like anyone that's like, where should we go in London? I need to take my friend somewhere and but really fancy for, like, a, a big birthday or something. I'm like, just go to the River Cafe. You're welcome. Have a nice night. See you later. You know? Get yourself <laughs> yeah. a nice... Uh, what, what was the white wine? Montrachet. Oh, Montrachet. Oh, yeah. j'adore. Now, straight <laughs> back straight back to... Luke and leave our own asses at this point. Uh, you're on the M6 on the way back to Blackburn. You need to stop for a meal deal. What is it you're having? Um, Oh, oh now we're talking. And I want like your, I want your Tesco or your Sainsbury's or your oh, Boots meal deal. I'd probably go to like Sains. I'd probably go to Sainsbury's yeah. and grab like a tuna mayo sandwich oh. with um some. I love sensations. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, who doesn't? 
yeah, I love a packet of sensations um, and like a diet coke. A little chilly then- heat wave sensation. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then uh, definitely a chocolate bar, maybe like a Snickers. Ooh. Yeah, that's really good. That's oh, that make that fills me with joy. The thought of that. Um, your curry <laughs> is seven minutes away. Oh my god, seven minutes! I can't wait. Right then, post X Factor, we need to talk about it because you had you had a serious amount of success after the show finished. So the winning the show meant you would have been signed to Psycho or whatever. But you yes. you went and got signed to Sony, which is uh, was was Psycho part of Sony at that point? Yes, it was. It was, but they were like they were under the same umbrella, but it was totally separate. I was with RCA. Yes, and then yeah, different labels. Yeah. So how was getting signed? What was that process like? Did you get signed? and then get a manager or did you get a manager straight off the back of the show you you got a manager um that were part of the show and uh, so i stayed with them and i'm still with them now i love them they're like family and then i remember just sort of waiting like after the show ended sort of like twiddling my thumbs and waiting to see like who was going to sort of sign me and whether because i think simon gets sort of like first dibs yes um and i think that he thought about his decision and then i had rca on the table and i think simon didn't choose me um oh simon <laughs> you idiot um, oh, what was he like no, he <laughs> and then RC- yeah and then rca um wanted me so it was great and your first album was huge it was number one in the uk yeah it was i couldn't believe it i remember finding i remember i was on tour at th- that, this point and i was in a tour van and at a petrol station and I found out and I was like, yay. It's all working. <laughs> it's all going on. I'm in a tour van in a petrol station, probably getting a Sainsbury sandwich <laughs> and sensations. Yeah, but it was it was really good. I was I was super pleased. I, did, I wasn't expecting that at all. How do you feel looking back at that part of your life, post X Factor, the album going to number one? Were these really happy times? Did you look back fondly on it? Yeah, I do. I, I, do. I think I was working really hard. I look back and think, God, I... I, I remember I never took a holiday. I remember just being like totally obsessed with work and just thinking I can't I can't ever leave and do you know and, and miss out on anything. I've always got to be there. It, but it, it was good. I remember feeling a little bit. Um, I, it was amazing. It was so exciting. I remember being by myself a lot yeah. in terms, you know, I, I, my friends were all up north and had gone to uni and I was living by myself in London. So that was that aspect was a little bit hard. I hear, I, was, I hear that the regional promo tour can be heartbreakingly difficult. It can be, it can be really hard and you can get quite lonely and but like you know but then I, 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 I had really good bonds with like my band and everything but sometimes a lot of the time you go around with like your tour manager and your manager and yeah it got a little bit lonely sometimes you find yourself in like a, a I don't know yeah a hotel on the side of the motorway or whatever you're like where the hell are we yeah this um, this isn't what I signed up for guys yeah oh my god you sl- you so start to realise that it really just isn't glamorous the yeah. whole thing you're backstage you're doing gigs and you're backstage and you're like this is just you're getting ready in a toilet or whatever yeah. and you're like but, but your album's at number one like I did all that like I proper like I grafted in that sense and like, did all those gigs and but it was but it was fun I remember having a really good time and I think I did really cool gigs and I had, yeah, like I said, a really cool band and I I tried to just have fun with it. I once got 
change for the Brit Awards on the Virgin train from Manchester to London. Stop showbiz, it. showbiz, Stop guys. It. <laughs> That's it right there. All the glamour. <laughs> I know, honestly, the situations that you find yourself in, like, I didn't sign up for this one, I'm afraid. things are flying. You did the live lounge. You're on, you're on with Graham Norton. Yeah, I really was. I, I Sometimes I forget all of this. I really just, I forget. Um, but I found myself in some really wonderful um, situations and really exciting and uh, yeah, I forget all about that. Graham Norton, yeah, fabulous. I remember that being with Pacey from Buddy Pacey from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, can't believe you're here. Yeah, those are cool experiences and amazing memories, right? Yeah, really great. What's yeah. your proudest memory from that whole period when things were like absolutely flying? Um, oh gosh, I don't like my my proudest i think obviously getting like my my i remember going into radio one and i was doing the the chart show and then i got a number one single and that was really a wonderful moment i remember my mom and my sister being down and we went for dinner and that was i remember feeling really really happy and I remember, I think not long after I went out for dinner with like all my best mates and I just thought, I just, I just felt really happy and it felt like anything could happen. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, one of my greatest achievements actually is when I did the West End, when I did Little Voice, because just before my album came out, just after the X Factor, I did Little Voice and I remember working really hard i had to do all these voices and i remember being on the west end stage and finally it was like opening night and i'd mastered them after like i don't know eight months and i remember thinking this feels really good and i'm really proud of myself right now and i've yeah. done i do quite a lot of research for these uh podcasts mm. but, but you wouldn't know it sort of falls together but I do. <laughs> and that show was very well reviewed by people wasn't it people were yeah. real real fans of that show yeah, I think it was always a bit of a risk doing it because obviously Jane Horrocks it was written for originally when she did it, and so it was it was written around her and based on her. So I was I was a bit tentative at first about the whole thing, and um, but it did. Luckily, I I felt like that was the moment because I always did know that I wanted to do more acting eventually, and that was the field that I wanted to go in more yeah. um, into more. And so I felt like at that moment I was really accepted, and that meant a lot to me. Definitely. What was your favorite rumor about yourself at that point? Did you see anything mental in the papers? Oh my God. Yeah. I remember once, oh my God, the mental thing I ever heard about myself was this, this person, I can't say who it was, but this one person that's like, oh, I feel like I can't say it with that because I never wanted to mention it. But hold on, hold guy. on, hold on. Stop, stop. Is this, is this a celebrity or is this an, an interviewer? Oh, this isn't an interview. This is a celebrity. a celebrity. How about you say it and I'll beep it out so I know and I can react. I just remember there was a rumor of like some person that was on a TV, reality TV show that was like, oh, I'm, I, I, they were having like an affair with me and I actually never met them in my life outside I think they were like they were stood outside a venue that I was in and they went can I get a picture with you and I was like yeah right and I like, was really drunk at my an album party and I took a picture with them and the next day it was like um, in Heat magazine that I was like having this like affair with them and the, and, and their wife had come out saying that I was like oh, oh my god gosh. I was like so but, oh my god the door's gone oh this is, is the curry the Vickers the curry Yay. saved you there from your own story oh Oh yeah, no names were said. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm going out and I'm grabbing this curry. Go and get your cousin. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, hiya! Yes! Brilliant. Thank you so much. Bye! I've got my curry. <laughs> Tom is it. Sort of. Yeah, Tom is it. I was like, yeah. yeah why sort not? of. Why not? Oh, um, yeah, I've got it. Brilliant. Uh, go on, talk us through it. Right, what's going on in this? In this? Oh, it looks good. You've got a seasonal mixed vegetables. Yeah. This is nice. Oh, it looks quite healthy. It yeah. smells really good. It, you know what? I feel like a veggie, a veggie curry is always quite health. Yeah, great. And then plain. You didn't get me the coconut rice in this order, did you? This order. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Oh yeah, but yeah, um, good. Love little you and me. Do you want to get a fork? Do you want to have a just yeah. grab something? Hold on, hold on. I'm getting my fork. I'm getting my fork. I'm going in. I, right. I'm always happy when the food turns up because so often oh. it, um, you know, it doesn't turn up at the house and it's always a bit of a nightmare. This is so. Well, hold on a second. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Mm. This is really good. Okay, I'll call mm. that a success. At this point, I've got another food-based game for you. This is the first time we've done this on the podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the takeaway game. Ooh. So, so, right. This is because, as I said, a lot of feedback. People said we weren't talking about the food enough, so I've made a Mm -hmm. game. So, every single week on the podcast, I'm going to pick a restaurant. It is your job, Dinah Vickers, to spend exactly £20 from this Mm -hmm. restaurant. You can't go a penny over. You can't go a penny under. You need to get as close to 20 quid as possible. All right, okay. And tonight's restaurant, which you are picking from, is McDonald's. Oh my god, stop it. So I'm gonna McDonald's. Lo- this is play along at home fun, guys. Okay. Um so I'm gonna load the McDonald's app up on my phone and I need you to tell me what your order would be to get as close to twenty quid as possible. But am I allowed to look at the menu as well? Are you hell? <laughs> this has gotta be from your knowledge of the McDonald's menu. Right, okay. Right, okay, okay, okay. So I'm gonna get a vanilla milkshake. Medium or large? Uh, I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a large. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna get a large. Um, and then I'm gonna get um a fillet fillet of fish. Yep. And then I'm. Um, Is that gosh, a meal what? or on its own? You know, um, a meal. Right. Let's go meal. Yep. Let's go meal. I'm gonna get you a large meal. I reckon that's on about eight now, right, or nine? I can't possibly. Can't say. tell me. Right. Okay. Um, then I'm going to get, oh my God, I'm going to get an apple pie. <laughs> okay. Right. What about those things, those like cheese dippers? Yep, cheese dippers, I can add those in. Oh, I, I reckon a share box is probably only like four quid. Okay. 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I reckon I'm on about fifteen quid. Right, and then let's go for. Oh damn it! I don't because like, obviously I can't eat meat. So this is really hard. Well, no, because I'm not going to send you this. This is just to work it oh, out. Oh right, but this is, I know, but this is what I'd normally. Okay, right, ch- some chicken nuggets. Okay, fine. <laughs> six chicken nuggets. Okay, six. And I'm chicken... done. Okay, hold on. Okay, six. Okay, okay. I reckon that that's about twenty quid. Right, <laughs> Diana Vickers, you have added to your twenty quid at McDonald's. The game is to get as close as possible. Six chicken nuggets, one cheese and herb melts, one fillet of fish meal with a drink and chips, um, an apple pie, and a vanilla milkshake. Yeah, no, that's way expensive. Your order. Yeah. Comes to fourteen pounds and nine pence. <gasps> Stop it! This place is a bloody bargain! So, because this is the first time you've played it, you go straight on the top of the leaderboard. You were £5.91 and pence off. Oh my god, you know there's so many of my friends that order a McDonald's when they're hungover, they're going to be ashamed of me. Oh no! Hey, oh. I think that game's fun. It's a really fun game. It's it really, fun. really fun. Um. I really like that. I think it's because, I think I would have been better, but because I don't eat meat, I don't really go there a lot i get you um so i'm ashamed of myself for that should we talk about acting and being in films yes yes let's do it because you've since mm. the music have done quite a lot of that you were in a film was it was it clint eastwood's son you did like yes a, 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 Scott eastwood of, yes that's mm. cool right yeah sorry i'm eating this film um, <laughs> the curry's going down that's really good um yeah I, there was a really small part in it but i went to south africa to film it and he was the lead but yeah, and like I just went to South Africa for three weeks, which is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my life. That was just a really fun experience. And he's obviously now gone on to be uh, really successful, obviously, because he's Clint Eastwood's son. It helps. <laughs> it helps, like we said earlier, you know. <laughs> he's gone on to do well. So what's been your standout moment in that field? Was it the West End moment, going to do that stuff? Yeah, I really, I really loved that. And uh, yeah, I did um, Little Voice where I got to sing and do that. And then I did a political comedy, The Duck House, which is really funny, like a big uh, a farce. Yeah. Um, where I work with Ben Miller and he's, you know, a fantastic comedian. And then I I loved doing, I did a sitcom called Give Out Girls, which I really loved, which was a bunch of really fantastic, funny women like Kerry Howard, Carrie Ad Lloyd, Miranda Hennessy. And it was, um, and Jesse Cave, it was a really good bunch and it was based in Manchester and really good writing and I just had a really great time I was like this is these are my people and this feels good and so is that where you see your future now is that going to be you going forward is is theatre and West End and films and yeah I think so you know at the moment I'm I've been doing a lot of writing um so I've, I've written a pilot for a TV series which is with like production companies now and I'm just you know I'm getting feed I'm at the feedback stage and it's really positive um hold on is this uh, yeah I, I've I, heard is this the thing that there's rumors about I know rumors are bad there's it, rumors is this the rumors there's there's a, there's a TV show that apparently you're in or have been casted which is going to be about the music industry can you talk about this or can you not talk about this oh I don't know whether I, what I can talk about right oh. now but nothing been nothing's it's all very early stages okay all very early and it's just something that i'm creating and i can't really say much about it and think it's, it's so funny isn't it how like things just get out there because yes. I, I think i've sort of like kept it on the down low but um but it's just funny that these things come up yeah you crop up in the press loads 
again I, through my googling people <laughs> there's there's a variety of articles that are out there all the time which is what's danovic is doing and then also just if you post anything they're like danovic is wearing this it's a, you get snapped a <laughs> they're lot they're on to me they are I'm glad they're on to me these people uh yeah i know and so with a lot of that that territory comes a lot of rumors yeah the but, lovely uh, old rumors. But yeah they're always saying summer but you know nice to be talked about you know? hey of course of course <laughs> always and nice are you this is quite a deep question but i want to ask mm. it are you happy right now are you very content with how everything's going <laughs> i feel like when you people get fame so young they can go off the rails but i just don't feel like you have i feel like you've got your shit together no you know i think i'm just like I, obviously yeah i am really happy like i live in london i've got my house i've, I've got loving family i've got really Bringing amazing friends. I laugh a lot. Like I laugh. I I create. Um, you know, I'm do. I'm, I'm really. I've got passion projects. That I'm excited about. Yes. Did I think in one aspect? I was like, you know, I thought I'd be Emma Stone by now, living in my <laughs> LA mansion, and you know, maybe married to Ryan Gosling or whatever. And sure. I'm fuming in one sense that that's not happened. And I do feel like I'm having to work really, really hard at the moment. And sometimes it becomes quite exhausting mm. because it's a really exhausting industry. So sometimes I find the industry um, quite difficult. I And that can be quite hard. And sometimes it can make you very unhappy. And I'd be lying to say if I didn't feel that. Um, but in terms of just like day to day, yeah, I'm happy. But this Good. industry is hard and I'm not going to lie about that. Do you want a man in your life or a woman? <laughs> Um, beggars can't be choosing. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I'm actually, I was in like a five year relationship and a two year relationship straight after. So I was like a very relationship person. And were I you? I didn't know this. Yeah, I was. And I, yeah, I lived with one of them and I put my whole heart into it. Hold on, hold everything. on. Were these like showbiz celebrity relationships? Um, one of them, he was in a band. He was, a, and it was a, it was like a model of Burberry that he did modeling and things like that yeah really yeah i was with him for like about five years and then my second boyfriend he's an actor um yeah but and but then i am um, I'm, I'm to be honest i'm actually quite i've been single for about four years now and i quite like it i don't really get myself into anything um unless i really really like someone and a lot of people annoy me so I'm, i'd like <laughs> to meet i'd like i'd like to meet someone but obviously because i think when you meet someone it leads to adventures and it's really nice to share that with someone and it's yeah. really nice to be loved but i'm also really happy being single and, and listen i'm not here to yeah. single shame at all i'm all listen if that's the life you want to lead that's absolutely fine i always just wonder yeah. if that would be so you're not on the app yeah. so you're on the old raya yeah i am actually hey. oh my god i have some oh my god the dates i go on i always have a good story um <laughs> but yeah i do but i'm not on it like all every day i don't look at it every day and talk to people i go on a day and then i get a funny story out of it whatever and then i'll be like right i'm not going on that for a while you know so i'm just having fun lads if vickers yeah. is a bit of you get yourself on raya <laughs> get to east get london on... and get scrolling exactly get to that <laughs> solo house and get yourself on raya
Definitely. Um, I think that's um, my quote of the podcast, and I'm going to end it there. Get yourself to Sir House uh, and get on Raya Danovic because it was an absolute pleasure tonight. Oh, the wheel landed on curry. How was it? Oh my god, it's really good. I actually can't wait to just like really curl up and put some Sex and City on and eat this. Um, Danovic, because <laughs> that was an absolute pleasure. I really oh. thoroughly enjoyed, it. despite the variety of issues which may or may not get edited out. That oh was. Oh my pleasure. god, I know. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, you're really good, and you're like really comfortable to talk with and and you're funny and that was just yeah it's, it was that was a real nice pleasure i feel now i need to go and ask someone loads of questions you know when you talk about yourself loads you're like oh my god go and bail out on um, someone else yeah but that was really lovely thank you Dana vickers thank you very much cold food but hot guests it's the dangerous dinners podcast Oh, okay then. What a joy. What a joy. Thank you so much, Diana Vickers. Thanks for the lovely compliment at the end, Diana. It's very kind of you to say all those nice things. Um, yeah, real nice. Really enjoyed doing the podcast. We get here every single week. Um, this gets bigger and it's a real joy. If you've not subscribed onto Spotify and iTunes, please do. It makes a big difference to us if you subscribe, if you can tell your mates about it. We've got Twitter and Instagram if you want to give us a follow, the Dangerous Dinners podcast. And as always, if you want to scroll down a bit on your phone now and leave us a rating and a review, we would love you a long time. See you next week for another episode of the Dangerous Dinners podcast. By the way, I don't want to give too much away, but some of the guests we've got coming up. Things are hotting up on the pod, my dudes. See you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.